Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod and our first D23 video recap that we're doing, which uh, it's not going to be too extensive, but today we're really going to break down Tales of the Jedi, which is a trailer launching for a Star Wars animated show coming out this fall, which is a bit of an anthology series that follows two specific characters with two storylines, and uh, we're going to get into that with your co-host Blake right here in the escape pod. So, let's get into it. Another happy landing. Hello, hello. Hello there. <laughs> well, I feel like it's been a little while since uh, the two of us sat down and uh, and did a podcast episode, but, you know. Yeah, it has been a hot minute, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, because uh, our, our audience does know that uh, I was away and we pre-recorded a few of those uh, those episodes that dropped in, in the month of August, but... Um, yeah, they, uh, I think whoever tuned into the uh, Galaxy's Edge recent review, uh, you know, has had kind of the lowdown on that. And, uh, you know, I guess now is the time to just pe- for people going on vacation and stuff like that. But um, I feel like uh, it, it's been certainly an interesting experience, kind of experiencing the galaxy far, far away. And uh, yeah, it, it was great. It was great. I, I, my last kind of couple words, though, I got to say this. My last couple words were uh, a hardcore Star Wars fan. I said something along the lines of uh, your money's kind of better spent elsewhere, but um, I mean, <laughs> it was a bit harsh. It was a bit harsh. I mean, you know, obviously uh, Star Wars fans should go and check it out. It was a good time and, and uh, it was only kind of in retrospect. I was like, yeah, maybe I should kind of rephrase that. Uh, I think what I meant to say was don't burn your life savings, you know, dreaming like this is the place of all places. Mm. Uh, that's pretty much all I've kind of meant by, by saying what I said. I didn't want to discourage anyone by going. Though. <laughs> yeah, because I was listening. I believe your specific words were Bantha Poodoo. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> one of the shot. <laughs> Should roll one of my chance cube dice and uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, well, I, it's uh, we're back and, uh, you know, D23 recently hitting the, the headlines and uh, obviously a lot of news coming out of that. Uh, Tales of the Jedi for one something that was announced to us at, uh, I believe, Celebration, and then um, already kind of coming at us, like, you know, with a uh, uh, full steam ahead sort of thing, right? Uh, Because after Andor, that's the next thing, is is Tales of the Jedi. Interesting. Is that coming out before Bad Batch? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? You might be right, actually. I think season two of The Bad Batch comes out before two? Tales of the Jedi. So, okay. So, Tales of the Jedi comes out October 26th, uh, 2022. And, excuse me, uh, The Bad Batch season two uh, comes out in a couple weeks, I think it is. Um, when is it here? Service, 2022, September. I believe, yeah, September twenty twenty two. That's uh, unless it was unless it was pushed again. I mean, I think I think that that's the show that they've been shuffling around uh, a, a lot. I mean, I, I know the the date for Bad Batch has changed maybe two or three times now. At this point, it's it's a little. There's just too much going on. They're trying to space it out, I guess. Yeah, it's a little nuts. Um, so the last I heard was September twenty eighth is when it's going to happen. Uh, with the week prior to that, sorry, two, two weeks. Yeah. So, so next Wednesday, uh, so this is September 21st. That's the premiere of Andor and they're shoveling out three episodes for the premiere of Andor at once on the same day. And then the following week on the Wednesday, uh, is when the bad batch premiere is supposed to come out. However, I would not be surprised if they shifted that back and waited until Andor was over but I mean, mm. obviously they're trying to they're trying to coordinate the Star Wars shows along with the release of all the Marvel shows and just about everything else that they've got yeah, being dumped lot. on there. There's a lot, right? They want to keep the platform interesting for people to stay subscribed. So it would make sense if they just kind of spaced it out a little bit more. But I do know that, that said, not everyone does they, the animated shows, right? So there's that as well. That's true. Yeah. But they're also different like audiences. One yeah. like uh, Andor's I think is going for a more serious tone, so probably more uh, let's say teenager and adult oriented and then bad batch is a, like disney xd so yeah 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 absolutely yeah so maybe they're looking at the timing of these shows uh slightly differently you know it might to us it's like oh one star wars show another star wars show but uh to some people it might be like hey i'm gonna watch andor and what's the bad batch <laughs> you know so uh, yeah. it might not be important enough to to justify every audience stand subscribe just because two Star Wars shows are back to back. A lot of people might only count the one as one that they're going to watch. So yeah, um, cause I know if, cause we'll be re reviewing both. So it's become a full-time job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to have the, we're going to have a busy couple weeks ahead. So um, yeah, I mean, tales of the Jedi right around the corner after that. Uh, so it's hard to believe. I mean, we're getting three Star Wars shows by the end of this year. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> That one surprises me the most because we knew the other two have been coming for a long time. And yeah. then Tales of the Jedi just kind of came out of left field at Celebration. Yeah. And so I assumed it was going to be like a next year sort of thing. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I, I thought so too. Um, I guess, I guess they're kind of, they bring it, they brought it up a little bit just because uh, uh, it is only six episodes and um, it, it is quite uh you know, in that regards, it's quite short. I assume each episode is probably Clone Wars style, 20 minutes long. Um, it is done in the same art style as Clone Wars and The Bad Batch. And, um, I mean, just, just to kick things off here, the premise of, of Tales of the Jedi, it's not necessarily based on the Dark Horse comics series, because, you know, a lot of people might might hear uh, hear me say Tales of the Jedi and go, oh, yeah, I remember that series. That was That was a great comic book series. You know, we had the whole... Uh, Sith origins kind of storyline, you know, Tales of the Jedi was great. It was, it, it had, it had a lot of uh, pre-Republic movies. It was like ancient history sort of deal. 
a lot of a lot of great stories with Tales of the Jedi and and uh, this animated show just takes the title and that's it. There's nothing in common with the Dark Horse series at all. Uh, it's its own thing. And uh, three episodes will be focused on a young Count Dooku and three episodes will be focused in on Ahsoka Tano at various points in each of those characters' lives. Um, the show will kick off with Ahsoka Tano um, because the first episode is called Life and Death and uh, releasing October 26th. Uh, and the premise is Ahsoka Tano's birth is seen along with her first hunting trip with her mother, uh, Pav T. So, um, you know, that's the... Who is, is voiced by the lady from... Yeah, Janina uh, Kavankar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right, and so she's is, she's uh, uh, coming back into the fandom. Uh, Iden Versio, the actress who plays Aiden, uh, that's what it is. It was I, an I, I name. I kept wanting to say Igor, but that's not it. <laughs> right, <laughs> Igor, <laughs> Igor Versio. Right. Versio. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, uh, I remember. Also, we 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 really liked the uh, Battlefront Two book as well. That was uh, the, like a prequel to the Battlefront Two game. I think uh, you read that one, right? Pretty sure. Um. Or maybe you just read the first one. I can't remember. I read, yeah, I, th- I think I did. Yeah, it's and been a while. It was after your you convinced me because the first one was so hard to get through. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so you kept telling me the next one's better. <laughs> I think I did, but I don't remember anything that happened. Right, right. Um, well, not not super important, but it's kind of cool that she's coming back. I mean, I, I you know it's uh, it's a voice role. It could be anyone playing the character. It's kind of special that it's someone who's uh, uh, notable, but not that notable that everyone would know her. And and to play a character mm-hmm. as important as Ahsoka's mother is actually kind of a neat a neat gig, you know. Um, um, and here's the whole thing. I mean, before we before we start looking at this trailer, I just got to say this. I think quite a few months ago, I've reiterated myself multiple times as history's gone on to say that the Clone Wars, even though it's ended, they could still finish it. They could just put out some Clone Wars movies on Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus is just the venue that they can do this. And mm-hmm. nobody would question it, right? No one would care. Like, uh, they're doing all this weird timeline stuff all over the place. You know, we're getting books in one era, books in another era, you know, shows yeah. here, shows there. You know, they're, they're, they're yeah, going all just, over the place. Like, shotgun and cannon yeah <laughs> yeah totally so i mean you know leave it up to the fans to kind of figure this out but uh, i mean in my opinion i think they could finish clone wars i think they could just do the arcs that they would have done assuming that they were arcs you know stitch those three together make a clone wars movie out of it call it star wars the clone wars colon let me something let me let me be the bad guy on this though all right would it be the same Knowing that Dave Filoni wouldn't be as involved because he's busy with live action stuff. That's a great question. Um, I feel like uh, if his role is shifted just enough that he wouldn't be involved uh, as much in, in terms of directorial position, then because I'm guessing it'd be the same level as as the Resistance animated series. Right. Uh, well, now now his actual job title is kind of overseeing all of the TV stuff um, and the last couple episodes. Uh, so if we look at, uh, I don't know, let's see here, maybe uh, season seven, episode three or something like that. The director was Bosco NG. Uh, I don't, I'm not too sure. I don't, I don't know how you pronounce a two letter last name, but, but it basically the director of that episode wasn't Dave Filoni. 
um, the writers weren't Dave Filoni. So like towards the end part of the Clone Wars, as great as season seven was, totally over overlooked. You know, um, uh, uh, Dave Dave has you know obviously supervising everything that's going on. Um, but he's, he's kind of like the, the Palpatine of the construction of that, of the show. Like eventually he kind of went from, from a, a more yeah, kind of directing. Was more like Darth Vader. He took then... George's seat. He kind of took George's seat at the table, yeah. right? Like he's kind of just what, seeing everybody. Then? Yeah. I think, well, Kathy's just kind of, you know, she's the budget lady. Like, you know, she, like Dave's, Dave goes to Kathy. I want to do this. I think we can do it. You know, she's just kind of like, yeah, people love this story. It's a great story. <laughs> we've got the money for it. Let's go kind of thing. I feel like, I okay. feel like maybe that's, maybe that's what she would do. I, I don't know. I mean, it's Kathy. She could probably walk in the room anytime she wants. Right. But um, as far as the actual kind of who's involved intimately in this show, um, Dave certainly is involved very much. So with the ending of Clone Wars, I mean, it's his baby. He got to finish it. But if you look down at the credits as to who got what credit, he's not a writer and he's not a director on every single one of those episodes. So I feel like, doing a Clone Wars movie, you know, for him to have, you know, a good writer that he knows and trusts, as well as a director he's worked with before, most likely one on one of the finale episodes of season seven of Clone Wars, uh, or Bad Batch, um, he could definitely have some involvement there, and just have someone else kind of taking the main load of work, and uh, Mm -hmm. him just being in the supervising position, right? Um, So like, that's definitely a great question. And, you know, it does make me wonder, you know, knowing that Bad Batch is directed and kind of supervised by a different guy, not him, it does have a slightly different vibe than Clone Wars does. Um, yeah, it does. But yeah, it it is also about a different group of characters. It's it's similar but not the same, right? And so, uh, you know, it is it is definitely something to consider for sure. It also makes me wonder how Tales of the Jedi is going to turn out because uh, I don't know how much he's involved with that. I guess we'll mm-hmm. find out, but. Uh, you know. And would they re-release episodes that have been turned into comics and and books? Yeah, I yeah, I, I, that's that's another great question. Like, I mean, you know, a couple of, uh, character arcs got adapted. You know, the Darth Maul son of Dathomir arc into the mm-hmm. comic book, yeah. and then there was the uh, Dark Disciple novel, which adapted eight episodes of the Clone Wars, uh, season seven or eight, whatever it was going to be. It was supposed to be eight seasons long, but you know, it got shortened mm-hmm. to basically. Uh, uh, Season six was a half season, then season seven was a half season. So we got we're, we're short like two seasons worth of episodes, right? So um, yeah, it's 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 tough to kind of determine where where all that would take place. But you know, it'd be cool if they did end up finishing it. I'd be fine with them adapting, um, taking the novel, which really fleshed out the original scripts, and then adapting the novel for screen. That would be kind of neat to see. That's what I'm thinking too. But yeah. I have a feeling that. Just the way these things tend to go, there'll also be a little bit of uh, re recanonizing little. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, I think we're going to get into that a little bit because uh, there's some there's a very particular story in this Tales of the Jedi arc which kind of conflicts with a novel that you and I both read a couple years ago. So let's uh, let's. The Ahsoka novel. It is. It's a good guess. It's always the Ahsoka novel. It's always the Ahsoka novel. I know. I feel bad for E.K. Johnson, but um, that that novel gets hit hard with with uh, with retcons. Uh, so early in the re- the recanoning. It is. So. It is. We'll, uh, we'll we'll take a stab at that subject again in just a moment. But uh, so I got the I got the um, the teaser here, kind of ready to go. So if it's good on your end, uh, we'll we'll pull the lever and call it Lightspeed, shall we? Let's punch it. All right. 
everywhere there is life. But you must face death. Honor it. Do not fear it. Jedi. Ahsoka is Jedi. The best way I can protect you is to teach you how to protect yourself. Master Dooku. I want to bring peace and order to the galaxy. Master, stop! It is the only way you will truly have victory. My Padawan. Again. Again. Stand down. I'm tired of fighting. I've been warning them about the coming darkness. Let's hope all that training pays off. Wow. I mean, uh, I gotta say that's, uh, that's some trailer right there. Um, what do you, what do you, what's your that's initial cool. impression of that? Uh, my first thoughts are Dooku's nose looks too big. <laughs> I mean, that was always like, if you look at it, like though in the Clone Wars, I mean, it's always kind oh, of yeah. accentuated. But it's different. It's, yeah. Cause like that, he, they made him look kind of like a villain. Whereas this, like, how can I describe it? It looks like something that I would have drawn when I was 10. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, I mean, first of all, I love the music. I don't know if that's just for the trailer or, or, or what, but I mean, um, it certainly, yeah. uh, it, certainly it, got some epic vibes about this show. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the music definitely reminded me of the, uh, the season six trailer. Like, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, so let's, uh, I got it prepared here so, so we can just kind of flick through and, and kind of go shot by shot if we see anything. Um, clearly kind of the main interest, the main parties, um, uh, at, uh, in, under the spotlight is, is Dooku and Ahsoka, uh, each of them probably getting three episodes out of the six episode season. And, um, and we kick things off in the series with, uh, Ahsoka's mother, Pav T saying everywhere is, there is life and uh you know we get a beautiful shot of like the the mountains kind of you know probably probably as ahsoka's home world i guess and um and then some some wildlife in the tall grasses and then uh she says but you must face death and i got the subtitles on by the way for this trailer it's um, interesting that she's telling ahsoka that but we're looking at human like mm -hmm. it's not um, I'm blanking on what her race is called, but it doesn't look like it's on her home world. Yeah, the, the Torgrutas, yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, you know what's interesting about what she says about uh, everywhere you face death? I guess, I guess you know, it's kind of interesting that she's, first of all, looking at some, probably some massive tiger sitting in the tall grasses there that's probably ready to eat just about everyone. But um, it flashes forward to 
And here's kind of the key little element about the anthology series taking place over a vast amount of time. Um, we'll see Ahsoka at three stages in her life. We'll see a flashback to her as a young child and probably an episode focusing on her and her mother. And I would assume leading up to that legendary moment that Dave has always probably wanted to put on screen, which is Plo Koon taking Ahsoka away from her mother and her family uh, to, into the Jedi Order, right? Which is always a very emotional thing because, of course, we all very vividly remember how Anakin leaves his mother and how kind of touching that was and, you know, you know the very famous line, like, will I ever see you again? And uh, it, it's always just like a very difficult moment to watch, like in the movie. And uh, and, and I think like it's, it's we're probably going to get something similar in in this mm-hmm. particular show as well. Uh, the second part that we see her in is uh, I'm kind of flashing forward a bit where we're going to we're, we're seeing Anakin as well as a younger guy in, early on in the Clone Wars period because he's got his short hair again and uh, he's rigorously training Ahsoka with her original, you know, green lightsaber with the phase one clones. You know, they're in a circle formation and stuff. So we're getting a, a, a little flash in after he takes her on as a Padawan. And then there's a part at the very end of the trailer, which we see is post order 66. So the whole thing is kind of jumping around a lot. And the next shot in the trailer is Padme's funeral. There is people standing with the candles um, and it's very kind of gloomy and gray. And uh, if you kind of look closely, uh, it's like I'm, I'm letting the shot kind of play out. And, yeah, and then the next shot after you see a couple people with candles is, is Padme's funeral. She's being towed by the, uh, is that like seven seconds? She's being towed in, in Naboo by the, uh, the, the cattle or, or something that are uh, pulling her coffin. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the space horses. Yeah, and, and I think there's a shot in the trailer where this happens. Uh, it might come up again later, but... Um, I'm pretty sure Ahsoka is one of those people. And I think it's such a great uh, a great sense of... Something I've never questioned about the end of Revenge of the Sith is just the accelerated time frame that they do. It's something that almost no other Star Wars movie does where most Star Wars movies just end, right? Whereas Revenge of the Sith, because it was supposed to be the last one, they kind of did... George kind of did this thing where it's like, oh, now we flash to... You know, we go from the pregnancy to... Uh, you know, they're okay. We're gonna split the kids apart, hide them away, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, you get these three flashes of different things happening. I mean, you have Vader in the suit on board the Star Destroyer looking over the Death Star. You see Obi Wan's already gone to Tatooine to deliver Luke. You see Bale and Bria Organa like are already kind of cradling Leia on Alderaan. So there's there's a bit of a time gap there and. And and Padme's funeral and her body being sent from Polis Massa to Naboo and stuff. There's a lot of like time jumping, right? So in that little kind of express mix of of stuff going on, um, uh, I guess Ahsoka found the time to get from that dust ball planet after the purge uh, with Rex. You know when they put all the helmets on the spikes and have their kind of mm-hmm. good goodbye at the very end of the Clone Wars. Um, there's a flash forward with Vader, obviously years later, but kind of like after immediately after that scene, uh, assuming they fly off in the Y wing uh, that they managed to salvage, uh, I guess they went to Padme's funeral because that would have happened pretty closely after uh, the purge, right? Yeah, that's interesting. I never 
consider that they would have actually attended that. Right. Yeah. I, I love the idea that she did, though, because, you know, now it's just one extra thing that I'm going to watch Revenge of the Sith and just kind of know that she's in there. And it's going to be mm -hmm. a very, like, you know, it's a very special thought to think that, like, that's kind of, like, the spirit of 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 uh, of that movie is just kind of still being, uh, you know, almost widened. Um, yeah. You know, expanded. You know, the, the, like, George's presence within Star Wars is being... Uh, held strong through shows like this that kind of yeah. replay a moment over for us and it's just seen through a new lens. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate yeah, that the, a lot. The camera pans back a little bit and then there's something else that's filled in. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I, I'm really, really loving that. Uh, so we flash to black and then uh, now we get a shot of... What is this? The tree in the, the Jedi Temple? Is it a tree in the Jedi Temple? And uh, Dooku's beneath the tree? Oh, yeah, they had the scales wrong them, and I was looking at it. I didn't realize Dooku was down there. I thought it was like a really tiny tree. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. No, it's a full-size tree, so it probably is in the temple. Yeah. Is this the tree that's in the Dooku... I bet you it is. So in the in the Dooku audiobook that they put out, Dooku first... When he's first apprenticed by Yoda, Yoda is... is meditating under a tree and dooku uh who's supposed to be one of the most talented jedi in his his class um goes and he, tr he tries to train under uh under yoda there and yoda just sits there and meditates for the first like several months and just forces him to sit there and meditate with him though he's like a, a sword master right is what he trains to be yeah so it's like yeah. one of the first things that dooku had to do and i bet you this is him reminiscing about that at the same tree yeah, you're right. You know, it might be the same tree. I mean, um, I guess uh, there's definitely no reason that it couldn't be that tree for sure. That would be uh, that'd be kind of kind of unique. I know we've seen another. There's been another tree in uh, Yoda's visions in in uh, season six of the Clone Wars when he has that whole story arc when he goes to Dagobah for the first time and learns the path to immortality by the priestesses. Um, in one of the visions that he has, he, there's a scene where a, a young, a younger kind of Jedi Dooku and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Anakin. And so like all the Jedi are kind of like living in this peacetime and it's kind of an illusion. It's, it's a, it's a reality that doesn't exist, but, um, and, and I forget what the lesson is that Yoda is learning, but, uh, it's, it's, I think it's temptation or something. It's like the illusion of something that he wishes for that, that it's not a reality. And um, I, and there's a tree in in that sequence as well in like this courtyard of of the Jedi Temple and and I don't I don't know if it's quite the same tree as this shot or if it's a different tree but uh, there I know there's a couple kind of areas in the Jedi Temple where there might be something like that but that would that would be cool though if that was the same tree that you're you're talking about from that that story because that's such a great story. It's such a great story. All right, so we got uh, the shot of a tiger licking his lips and uh about to make a kill <laughs> at uh little ahsoka who kind of looks up at the tiger ready to Man, chomp down tiny. and she just kind of raises her arm and stops the tiger and all i could think about is when grogu stops the rancor <laughs> that's that's 100 percent what i thought of when i when i saw that shot i was like wow this is 
kind of taking the same principle of of this like peaceful not scared little being and just mm. taming like the biggest of beasts you know well i'm gonna go one step further because this is, looks like some sort of a saber-toothed tiger this looks like a scene out of the first ice age movie <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have a character named uh, Gantika who says Ahsoka is Jedi. And it's almost like her parents, her parents, or at least her mom is there. Maybe her dad is gone or something. I have no, or maybe that's her dad to the right. I'm, I'm not too sure. But um, it's yeah, almost like, yeah, it's almost like they she, saw her. Do, looks, do, what was that? Sorry. I wonder if it might be her grandmother because it looks like the person on the right is elderly. Okay, yeah, maybe. Um, it al- it almost looks like um, it almost looks like they've seen her do something. It, maybe they witnessed her kind of tame the the tiger, I guess, and maybe that's kind of the mm-hmm. moment that they realize, like, oh, she's special. She's got these powers. We don't know what it is, and and maybe it's like the elder of the group kind of confirms to them, like, that's that's what she is. She's a Jedi. Um, and so maybe maybe they contact Plo Koon or something like that. Maybe it goes from there. But uh, that's that's kind of interesting. I, I, I like that. Um, can we we flash forward to a scene where she ignites her lightsaber? She's in she's in a new costume. Obviously, being a new show, they've kind of tweaked the models a little bit. And she's in a new costume we haven't seen before. Uh, it's slightly mm-hmm. different than the and ones this, we've seen before. This doesn't look like season one, Ahsoka. No. I think it's closer to when she gets to her newer costume. It, she's got yeah, her it's closer to that one, minus the yeah. hole near her. Like, there's a different neck piece slash chest piece in her um, in her newer one, but it does okay. look very similar. Okay. Yeah. So she's looking around uh, at the clones. All right, we got the title cards from the creators of The Clone Wars, from the creators of Star Wars The Bad Batch. And then we get a shot of a, of a Jedi ship flying towards a very green and blue planet. That, that could be could be Plo Koon or something. I recognize that, I recognize that ship, that design. Is that... Yeah, it's a standard Jedi kind of transport that they use throughout clone wars quite clone a bit wars? yeah okay. yeah they they used it a lot uh in that show actually it's the same ship that they get stuck on mortis with so it's like a it's almost like a jedi shuttle like the jedi use that ship a lot to mm, get okay. around and yeah uh republic era ship though and uh, uh sorry uh like clone wars era um uh clone wars era in terms of uh, usage it's like it's, uh, so i, I it's, i'm taking a wild guess here but it could be plo Koon in there uh, or maybe a young Dooku and, and Qui-Gon, if those ships that's were around. That's where my money is, considering the rest of this is about them. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we flashed through a scene where, where Qui-Gon and Dooku are kind of going into this, looks like a canteen or a bar or something. And then yeah, I feel like the, the art for Dooku, he almost looks like he's 2D. Like the way that is else. lit or something? Are you looking at the doorway, like, the doorway shot, 29 seconds? Right now, yeah, like his face looks like it's drawn on. Right. Yeah, I don't know. No, it's uh, could be that it might not be a finished shot either. I, mean, I guess we'll we'll find out. There is something different about Dooku, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it might be that they base these models off of the younger 
like a, they probably referenced a, a younger uh, photograph of Christopher Lee and Liam Neeson mm-hmm. when doing those models, which is kind of interesting to think about because I don't, I don't know how many photos exist of a young Christopher Lee. I mean, the guy was super old when he did episode two and three. I mean, you know, no, I'm it, sure they're around like he, he's a war veteran, right? Yeah. So yeah. Have at least military photos. Right. He's kind of a, he's a legend. So actually, you know, let's, let's quickly look one up. Hold on. Christopher Lee, young photograph. 1940. <laughs> he's a good looking guy. Um, you know, they've definitely, they've definitely kind of grown out the hair a bit more than I would have thought, but yeah, they made the hair quite poofy around the back of his head, but I mean, I don't know the face. They kind of, kind of got down pat, I guess. What are your thoughts on this? Hmm. Looking at the doorway shot. Yeah, just just in general, just like the the look of young Dooku. Like, do you feel like they kind of matched young Christopher Lee pretty well, or? Mm, yeah, I would actually say they they must have referenced what he looked like. Um, he definitely tightened his hairline compared mm-hmm. to the reality. Yeah. It's tough because Christopher Lee never had a beard when he was young, <laughs> and that makes yeah. such a difference. <laughs> I find it interesting that he's already wearing a cape. Um, I would have thought that the cape wouldn't have come in until uh, until later, you know, because the cape symbolizes wealth, right, as opposed to the standard Jedi garb robes. Um, so maybe well, it's there it, just it, for visual cues, like, yeah, this is Dooku, and, you know, then maybe they didn't want to go too far out of the way to not make it look like him, but... It would be but I think it all has to do with the fact that he met his family when he was still a Padawan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he so, did. Yeah, yeah. And he came very close with his sister. So, so, so you're saying maybe that? Yeah, I think there's an influence there. Yeah. So I think he he because he that was so young that he figured all this out. I think it's always had an effect on. Uh, who he is, and then how he he dresses himself. So he might not consider himself. Yeah, which is also what we learn later through the Qui Gon story as well, that Dooku doesn't really feel that the Jedi Order is, um, is what it should be, and obviously he passes that on to to Qui Gon as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the Qui Gon definitely takes a just, different perspective towards that opinion. Uh, oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but that makes sense to me that if he doesn't feel that the the Jedi Order is doing what it's supposed to be, and he probably is going to disassociate himself uh, the way he's going to dress as well. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of uh, I, you know this this story really is is a spot in which there is no story just yet because. Um, yeah, the Dooku Jedi Lost audiobook was was fantastic. You know, any, anyone who loves or likes Count Dooku should definitely check it out. Uh, it was it was great. It was it was designed to be dramatized as well, but um, it it really does tell the story from a kind of a flashback perspective. Like Ventress is looking through a journal and kind of reading up uh, on Dooku's history as a younger guy, and uh, and it's based on. Was it, it's based on records or something that his sister is kind of narrating 
and 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 it kind of absorbs you into that story and then you see it from the from the first person perspective but um uh, but it, it it is kind of it, it is cool to see him throughout periods of his younger days as a padawan and then as a knight and then as a um i think do we see him as a master in that book is is does he um do we see him with Qui-Gon in that novel or or do, do does things end before it gets to that point i forget sorry which which novel in uh, or in the audiobook for for Dooku Jedi Lost not uh not in that one okay no but it, it starts to insinuate that that he he discovers his origins he discovers he comes from wealth he discovers uh yeah. that he doesn't quite yeah. have that one in alignment with what the Jedi stand for anymore. Like he starts to kind of, yeah, that's, it's all when he's young. Yeah. And it jumps between that and Asajj Ventress. Right. Okay. So, so this, these three episodes, then what we'll see is probably the gap that we've kind of been feeling this whole time is like where, when that story ends and mm-hmm. kind of where episode two kind of begins, I feel like maybe we're going to see that transition of him really truly walking away from the order, like the turning point that is of him, realizing i need to be a, a sith lord right like obviously there's a point right. in which you know he explains to obi-wan he tells him the truth he's like uh about newt gunray coming to him for help because of the you know Pal- uh, palpatine uh you know sidious uh, betraying him and uh and then probably dooku going out of his way to meet up with this sidious and Turns out that Sidious has had his eyes on Dooku all along, you know, realizes, oh, yeah, it's Palpatine. I know the guy. He's known me for years as a Jedi Master. You know, we've got this thing in common. I'm going to join him and everything like that. He kind of falls into the clutches. But I, I think maybe we're going to see the turning point in which, like, that kind of happens, you know, like that, which is really cool to think about. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see where that falls in the timeline just based on mm-hmm. – uh, I'm curious when – the apprenticeship between Dooku and Qui-Gon ends when Qui-Gon graduates to be a knight and how long after that this takes place. Right. Yeah, definitely. This, this I think is going to clear up a lot of questions in regards to that for sure. Um, all right. So six original shorts, you get the title card there. And again, says the best way I can protect you. We see them in the dojo. It's to teach training. you how to protect yourself. Yeah, it's to teach you how to protect yourself. Yeah, and we see uh, we see a Jedi whose uh, corpse we recently saw in uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, Tara, is it? Nas- I'm blanking on the name, but um, uh, the turtle turtle face guy uh, with the old hair. Mm-hmm. He's uh, looking over Ahsoka training with the remote droids. Looks like the same dojo that we see. Uh, a, a few times, I think in Kanan's vision of him fighting uh, the Grand Master as a as a temple guard, and then we flash to Anakin's younger, armored body face, kind of looking over at her with the clone troopers training. So that's that's interesting because uh, that's a different scene than the. So if you look at the dojo, if go back to the dojo shot, that's the season mm-hmm. one costume. You see that? So when she's training with the remotes, that's the the season one costume, I think, or a variant of it because she's got these things on her arms which weren't there before, but it looks like she is wearing the skirt um, with the white pants and like the tube top, right? Um, And she's not wearing that when she's fighting with the clone troopers? Yeah, it looks like she's wearing a longer... 
uh, at least a longer, well, I don't know. I mean, is there a break between her shirt and, and looks like it. Is there? Okay. Then maybe, yeah, uh, maybe it is so. the same. Maybe it is the same. I don't know. Yeah. It looks like they went back and kind of just took the season one costume and just made it a little more just updated it. Updated. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's New textures. Uh, all right. And then pretty cool though. It is cool. Anakin's basically, basically training her to survive order 66. Yeah. I mean like that, that's what he's doing. Definitely. Yeah. And we get the title card, two stories of fate um, is, is definitely, um, definitely worth noting. I mean, the way that she's training in this trailer is the same way that the order 66 goes for her. The same way that they try to, the clones try to execute her is the same way that she's mm -hmm. been trained to, fend off right um which is really really interesting and anakin is responsible for her uh being able to survive and we we, we talked extensively about that in um in reviewing uh the the, the final episodes of, of clone wars i think we talked about it on clone wars talk quite a bit with diego but uh i know we've brought it up as well in other episodes and and uh you know it's just uh, a crazy thing to think about that you know without without Anakin, like at the very beginning of the show when he, like he says like, um, uh, that, uh, he says something in regards to her being, being his apprentice, right? He says, you wouldn't have made it as Obi-Wan's apprentice, but you might make it as mine. And like, I think he's like kind of talking about her ability to succeed. Right. And he recognizes that there's potential in her and that there's a lot of him in her as well. Like he, obviously she's kind of reckless, just like he used to be. And I think he kind of yeah. admires that, but he, he sees the value in it. And I think he knows that, you know, with rigorous training, the, maybe the same type of training that he put himself through um, is to demonstrate his abilities um, is probably going to work in, in Ahsoka's favor. And sure enough, you know, it kind of does like she's one of the few Jedi that survives. So it's true and ironically uh, is the opposite of what he probably would have liked to happen by that time yeah so. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> uh we see a cool shot of dooku grabbing his jedi lightsaber or putting it on a table in front of somebody else using it as a bit of a threat motivator it seems or so here he's very young he doesn't have a beard yet no yeah that's right yeah exactly and it's also worth noting we see three variants of him through the tra trailer as well so him without a beard him with like a short dark beard. And then we see him again with like a more longer grayer beard at the very uh, uh, peak, I guess, of his uh, story. Mm -hmm. I want to bring peace and order to the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. That's before he becomes uh, the silver fox that we know him episode two. Yeah. We see a shot of a uh, an army of blue armored people. And it looks like him and Qui-Gon are standing in front of a small set of villagers uh, in defense, in a, in a defense stance. And he whips out his blue lightsaber. And you Yeah, see... it looks like they're in uh, the, uh, like the, like the, the war, uh, this separating uh, the United States from, from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's dressed like old timey villagers. And stuff. Yeah, it kind of looks. It's got medieval vibes to it, you know, like the the yeah. the house that even the, the the building they're standing in front of. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the the War of Independence. It's like like wood wood planks around the windows and 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 uh, 
like a white kind of stone concrete structure with like wheelbarrows and stuff in front of it. Like, like yeah. what, what is it's, this place? <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, like Victorian age. <laughs> That's really cool. I mean, like, you know, like there is like a... It doesn't look like Star Wars, though. No, no, it definitely has more of like a fantasy vibe to it, which is really cool because like, um, I mean, Star Wars has always had the fantasy elements in it, uh, being mm. space fantasy, but it, it's kind of neat to see... Uh, Everyone's holding like flint... Uh, flint lock rifles yeah 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 exactly yeah it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see like uh it's like american revolution kind of era or yeah, something exactly like, yeah <laughs> yeah we see a very concerned young qui-gon looking around and, and then uh, you see the british army <laughs> yeah yeah the colonial kind of yeah yeah, they're all raising their This is exactly what and... it is, man. We called it out before we even like saw the episode. Oh, I guarantee yeah. you, there is there is like a rebellion. They want independence. Oh I yeah, guarantee yeah, yeah. you, totally, totally. It looks like Dooku's raising up his hand to force choke someone with Qui Gon Jinn, saying, "Master, stop." And uh, we got George Washington here. Oh, he's choking. Three seconds. He's choking out the the leader of the pack. Looks like he, and then he force pushes his apprentice and in, back into the building. Dang, I mean, already going a little edgy here in his younger years. Um, you get the title card, One Destiny. And, uh, there's the only way you will truly have victory, my Padawan. <laughs> kind of brushes by. Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon's kind of looking over like, what the heck just happened? A, a young, starry-eyed uh, Liam Neeson. A young Neeson. Yeah, a young Neeson. <laughs> we, get a, we get a shot of uh, Mace Windu here from perhaps a, a different episode with glowing orange forest behind him. Yeah, it's a different episode. Dooku's got a very kind of like short black beard going on. And uh, it looks like Windu's got his purple lightsaber even back then. Kind of interesting. Uh, we hear what if Anakin. they're ever going to show him without it? Have they ever done that? Well, the first time we saw him in this trailer, he didn't have a beard. Sorry, then... Mace Windu. Oh, well, okay. So I've got a whole thing with Mace Windu and his purple lightsaber because prior to Attack of the Clones, um, the action figures and all the toys and stuff had Mace Windu with a blue lightsaber. Yeah. And same with all the video games and everything, like the Game Boy Advance game, Jedi Power Duels and all that stuff. Um, so... You know, there there was that was before Sam Jackson got his wish, and it was before he was even seen with it on. So I always thought that if they, for some reason, had Windu show up with the lightsaber before Phantom Menace, that it would just be blue, just to kind of like mm, pay tribute. Yeah, and yeah. just to like pay tribute to like those fans and stuff with those toys from '99 or whatever that might be kicking around with blue lightsabers, right? Um, so yeah, but it looks like they just kind of like you know let's. Screw it. Let's just go continuity. You know, make it purple. That's too bad because I kind of like the storyline of him having that transition because you know he he earned it in the original EU. Yeah, he earned the uh, the purple because he's got there's originally there was two crystals in there. He had a a red Sith crystal as well as his his personal blue uh, Jedi crystal. Right. I guess I guess and they was, just didn't want to go the extra mile to explain that stuff. But that would have been pretty neat to get into Windy's story a bit more. Yeah. And that being said, now they they did change how crystals work and the fact that you can get 
practically any color now. Yeah, yeah. Now you can get any color. Yeah, it's like yeah, we want like ambery orange. Yeah, sure, go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Oh, we hear we see Anakin saying again, again. He's like really kind of laying it on thick with the training. Uh, Ahsoka's training sequence flashes towards a later part in the Clone Wars where we see Phase Two clones in the background now. And she's kind of got her, she's got her dual green lightsabers now in her newer costume. Oh yeah, one, and Anakin's got his scar. The one that she got from season three. Um, and yeah, and then we go back to phase one clones. Oh, it looks like she got a, she got hit and boom, it goes back to the season one costume again. Or oh, the, so they're cutting the, between two different time yeah, periods. Yeah, they're cutting between two different training periods. Yeah, three if you count the dojo. Yeah, you're right. Her costume changes halfway through the fight. Yeah. Yeah, she jumps up in the air and does a flip, and then it cuts, went to an earlier sequence where she gets shot, and, and the it's the costume we saw earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, uh, when we see her with the two lightsabers, I don't think that's training. I think they're cutting between her training and between her fight in the final episode of Attack of the Clones, or sorry, uh, Clone Wars. Well, they think, but they're, they're, they got the training bolts out, like in the in the in in the finale for season it, seven. Is uh, that live fire? It's I thought they were trying fire, to yeah. stun her. Um, they shooting stuns? No, they, they started shooting real rounds, uh, but they were shooting stun rounds in season five when the bombing situation happened, and she was trying to get away from the clones. Maybe you're thinking of that part. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of that. But during this the, this current session with the Phase 2 troopers, it's clearly on a uh, Venedictor starship. Like, they're in the... Uh, yeah. Oh, the, like other, the other the thing player. is, on season, in Season 7 at the end, she had her blue costume. She had her blue oh, okay. Mandalorian costume on and not this one, the burgundy one. But I, okay. I, I, I do like your theory. Same location. Yeah, it's the same location. Like, that would, otherwise, that would have held up pretty well. But, um, but yeah, the costume I think is kind of the biggest clue. Like, that's the one that she has between the midway season three point up until about season five when she leaves the order, and then we don't see that costume mm -hmm. anymore. So it's, uh, yeah, she does a flip, and then because she got the tights with the gray tights with the holes in the side. Yeah, and then, the, yeah, the diamonds. Yeah, and then we flip back to a phase one clone blasting her in the face and she's got the costume that we saw earlier that replaces her old tube top costume looks more like a jedi trainee costume which is i guess a little less juvenile than the tube top skirt thing mm -hmm. uh, i was never a fan of that costume um but it does look like oh we get we get a, a pullout shot of rex in the back is that rex in the background yeah, it looks like Rex in the background. Yeah, that's her earlier costume as well with the white the white tights. Lots of training sequences with, with Ahsoka. Uh, what do you think of these droid designs? Whipping out blasters in the forest, clearly against Mace Windu and, and uh, Dooku. Yeah, they have like Roman armor, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like Centurion armor. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I'm liking it. It's probably like an early kind of pre-Clone Wars assassin droid model. And we see uh, Windu and Dooku kind of deflecting blaster bolts. 
And because he's got the beard, I would imagine this is the second episode that we see Dooku's storyline. So yeah. probably, maybe this is, this, you know, just throwing it out there, maybe it could be uh, Qui-Gon, maybe he's already been, maybe he's been uh, knighted already and he's no longer Dooku's mm. Padawan, so to speak. And it might be Dooku and Windu yeah. on a mission together, just as two masters, right? That's what it looks like. And it and looks like... I actually think this is taking place on Onderon. Ooh, that's a... Just because... Yeah, that's a good theory. Yeah. Because Onderon has always been super Roman in their art style. And if you see the guy's armor after the droid fight here, it yeah. looks like the Onderon armor that we see in the Clone Wars arcs. Yeah, that's a that's a great theory. I like that. You know what? That actually explains a lot because they end up joining the Separatists, right? Initially. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe there's something there that went wrong. Maybe it's all Dooku's fault. Or maybe Dooku being the leader of the Separatists, maybe they have a respect for him being the Jedi that actually did something for their home planet. Maybe they figure, hey, let's go and join the Separatists. He's the guy that saved our world before. Let's do it again, you know? Yeah, that uh, makes sense. There's yeah. like a connection there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could buy that. Yeah. Maybe this is Andron. And then uh, it looks like Mace Windu is trying to convince Dooku to stand down from killing that guy. Um, and we get the next shot, a very solemn-looking Dooku with a longer black beard. Probably the last episode in his series. He's looking very sad about something. And it mm. says, streaming October 26th. You know what? That's possible. It's possible that we might see uh, the overlap of Phantom Menace uh, with Qui-Gon's funeral, Qui-Gon's death. Maybe, maybe they'll, oh, they'll wow. re maybe yeah. they'll reiterate that sequence. Maybe we're going to see a young Dooku at oh, the man. other side of the camera at Qui-Gon's funeral. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, I didn't think about that because he would have been around for, for like, yeah, because it was, there's 10 years between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, and in Attack of the Clones, he explains to Obi-Wan that it was 10 years ago that Newt Gunray approached him, and that whole thing started, the whole ball started to roll at that point onwards, right? So it's actually at the overlap of Phantom Menace that Dooku really kind of um, leaves, I guess. And in the Darth Plagueis book, in, in the EU, in the old EU, in the Darth Plagueis book, Dooku was still around when, when Anakin came to the Order, and people were all a buzz that oh, this is the chosen one. He's here, right? And there was a I remember there was a chapter in which Palpatine was consulting with Dooku and another Jedi, and I forget who it was. It might have been Windu or somebody else um, about Anakin's arrival, and uh, there was like a sequence in there in which kind of hinted like yeah, Dooku already knows who Palpatine is at this point in time. And this is like overlapping with the timeline of Phantom Menace at this point. So it's possible that in the three episode arc Dooku thing, the the third episode could have some overlap there with Phantom Menace and Qui-Gon's funeral, which is really, really interesting to think about. Um, it's also worth mm -hmm. noting that we haven't gotten there yet, but Yaddle shows up in this trailer and okay. Yaddle is in the Phantom Menace. She's not there in Attack of the Clones. So this yeah, has no, to be... She, she dies somewhere. Yeah, her. yeah, exactly. So this this third episode of Dooku has to be overlapping with Phantom Menace or takes place after Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, something else just dawned on me here. So this is backtracking a little bit. But when we're talking about the, the 
kind of like the farmers or whatever who look like they're American revolutionists. Yeah. So it looks like Dooku is helping them separate from that government. And that is exactly what he tries to do later by leading the separatists. Right. So there's also foreshadowing there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man, I'm getting so excited for this Dooku arc, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dooku's always been such an interesting character. So yeah. I'm glad they're finally going to flesh him out a bit. Well, and, and you know, Christopher Lee brings such a presence to that character with, with a character, a villain who brings, you know, if you don't count Clone Wars at all, in the live-action movies, he's got such little screen time, but he's just got such a weight in the story, like, such a presence, right? And, you know, and he's such a phenomenal actor and, you know, just, you know, legend and, you know, Lord of the Rings and... Yeah, and, yeah, uh, Saruman. Yes, yeah, as Saruman and and, uh, and Star Wars. And, you know, it's, it's just great. He's just such a great, uh, great casting uh, choice. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, so we go back to a young, a young baby Ahsoka riding on the back of this tiger thing that she was patting the nose earlier. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Like, <laughs> I don't know about that, but... Um, maybe that's the miracle that they're like, okay, she must have super superpowers. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we just shot a Bail Organa in this in this trailer, and um, this is kind of bringing that conversation back to what we were talking about earlier, the Ahsoka novel. Um, in the Ahsoka novel, that's the first time that Ahsoka kind of approaches, or Bail approaches her, she approaches Bail or whatever, I forget the order of things, but um, that's kind of when she starts to become involved with the rebellion and starts to be known as fulcrum uh which mm-hmm. is kind of which leads over the next couple of years all the way through uh up until um star wars rebels season one finale uh so that's overlapping story with the ahsoka novel um and there's a shot at the very end which i'll talk about in a bit with the inquisitor and that's also a scene that happens in the ahsoka novel as well uh which we can talk about in just a moment uh Oh, we get a shot of some can people in the cantina, and then boom, Ahsoka in a and hood. That, that droid. Yeah, yeah, with the, yeah. We got a shot of the droid in the cantina. Um, yeah, there's that. It's the same type of droid that you see in Jabba's palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think, some, right? some, some, some typical cantina customers there. Uh, probably, probably the Dooku Qui Gon episode. And then uh, after that, we do get a shot of Ahsoka in a hood. Uh, very much looks like she's at. Padme's funeral with very similar people in the front row holding candles. She's standing just two rows behind mm, trying to yeah, stay anonymous. Cool. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that she's there. Uh, and I wonder if that's the beginning of the third episode that we'll see, because I don't know how much jumping around each episode does in its 20 something minute time frame. Uh, but assuming that, that the second one isn't after the purge, I'm assuming just the third one is, that's when she fights the uh, the Inquisitor that she ends up killing in the in the novel, um, and that's the one that she takes the lightsaber crystals from, makes her white lightsabers mm-hmm. from, and uh, yeah. that's the that's the Inquisitor that we see at the very last shot of this trailer. But I'm assuming she's at Padme's funeral right kind of before all that stuff happens. But between the funeral and the fight that she has, there's like there's like a whole novel in there. So I'm kind of curious as to how they're gonna juggle the time frame of like, you know, they're gonna do like title cards where it says like couple weeks later or whatever like i'm kind of kind of curious as to how that's all going to take place unless um, yeah i feel like they'd have to because it, it doesn't seem right that the previous episode will end with the funeral right yeah exactly yeah uh qui-gon and 
Dooku fighting it out back in the old American Revolution. <laughs> Deflecting some blaster bolts only on Disney+. Plus. And then we get a shot of Ahsoka Tano walking down the halls of... Is that the Jedi Temple? Or what is that? Hmm. It could, it could be. It could be the... Yeah, you know what? Uh, I love the idea that she would go back to the temple after the purge is over. Oh, after the purge. That would be really cool. You know, uh, if that does happen, much like Obi-Wan and Yoda, they get back there and it's too late kind of thing. I would love... Yeah. I mean, I assume that Yoda just... That Ahsoka just hasn't been back there, but maybe she does go back there. Well, what's the symbols on the banners on the roof? I can't really... I can't quite tell. uh, It looks looks almost like like uh ancient china like something that they would like yeah. something in ancient china they would display yeah it does yeah it does um I don't know, it's just the pillars for me that kind of oh you know what this might be naboo it might be right before the funeral or maybe right after maybe she kind of gets oh, a head start be. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of pillars she's got the same kind of cloak well. on that she does at the funeral so yeah maybe that's what it is probably pay on this Padme's funeral and she says, I'm tired of fighting. Mm-hmm. We get a shot of young Dooku. Yeah. yeah, she's got the same hood on. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Get a shot of young Dooku there. We got that nice close-up shot of Captain Rex whipping out his blasters. Probably into the training sequence. Because he shoots some stun blasts. And then uh, it looks like those ones clip Yoda in the face. Um, Yoda? Uh, sorry, Ahsoka. <laughs> it looks like those ones clip Ahsoka <laughs> in the face. <laughs> Yoda... <laughs> Uh, Poor Yoda didn't see him. Yeah, yeah. He was just walking by. I um, I like this shot of the lat gunship kind of coming in for a landing somewhere, and I don't know where yeah, this it's like is. Some sort of military base or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where this is, but it, it's pretty cool looking. Like I, it's, I've always loved the lat gunship. It's always it almost ship. looks like they're on the surface of the Death Star. Yeah, it kind of does. Like it's not, but kind of. If you want to think of it as like a giant, in like mechanical platform or planet, that's what it looks like. Oh, you know where? You know what? I'm looking at that building, and it's got the Republic logo in a circular. It's a, a circular logo on like above, uh, above the door, like halfway up. I'm looking at. Yeah, I was looking at that too. That doesn't look like the Republic logo to me. No. No, it looks like a, almost like a sun inside of a black circle. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, it, to me, those almost look like barracks, like those giant domey kind mm-hmm. of caterpillar buildings. From, so I don't know, maybe... Yeah, yeah you're right. It, uh, I don't know. Although the, the Republic logo does kind of... Like, it looks similar to that, and it might be that. I don't know. It's a bit far away for me to tell, but this could be no, a clone, a clone barracks base. It. Maybe if it's not that, maybe it's a prison or uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that could be. But it looks like it's on Coruscant. You got the city in the background there, and uh, we get a shot of Anakin and Ahsoka in the Jedi Temple at the window. And they're looking at somebody, and then we get good old Obi Wan Kenobi, mullet Kenobi. Rocking the mullet, that's right. Rocking the mullet. Um, what on earth is Yoda? Look at him. Look at his, his 
Yeah, yeah. It so, looks like a frog. So this, this is a, more of a frog than normal. Yeah, more of a frog than normal. This is uh, this is guys. definitely definitely a shot um, during Clone Wars time uh, because Obi Wan's all armored up. So is uh, mm. the Jedi behind Yoda, which uh, it looks like it could be Plo Koon or something back there. Um, I don't really know what's going on in this sequence, but it looks like it could be in the dojo based on like the background. Uh, they might be watching Ahsoka train. Yeah, that seems likely. And um, then we get a shot of a Jedi funeral. And we get Dooku and uh, Tara Sanube kind of front and center uh, as they look at a singular coffin being lowered into the pit. We've seen Jedi funerals before in the Clone Wars. Uh, and Dooku says, I've been warning them about... We get some close-up of his face. We get a shot of the other side. Of, uh, we get Windu on the other side of Stas Ali or something. I'm warning them about the coming darkness, he says. Uh, and we get a, sh a close-up shot of Anakin when he says that. That's kind of a pretty good cut. <laughs> And then our first shot of a lightsaber going through the soil. That looks like it could be uh, could be the Inquisitor. I, I was gonna say I think that's the Inquisitor. And mm -hmm. then this is in the the burning fields, and that's one of the farmers on the ground there. Yeah, yeah, on uh, Rada, right? The planet that Ahsoka hides out at for a while. Uh, young Neeson again, green lightsaber blazing. Get Windu looking back over his shoulder. Uh, we get Ahsoka in her training sequence again. Um, and then we get the shot of, yeah, this Inquisitor uh, with the mask whipping out his second side of the blade. It's all flaming everywhere. Man, this guy's mask is intense. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really... Like really digging it like like compared to all the other inquisitors that have all the very yeah. vadery kind of polished black going on this guy is really yeah. edgy like it's got the no this this guy looks like a, a villain in a 1980s horror movie yeah it kind of does a bit, a bit nervous looking um yeah i really like that kind of nightmarish yeah exactly um all right we get a shot of rex popping on his helmet and says, let's hope all that training pays off. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> See, to me, that feels like it's them trying to make a break forward at the end of, of Clone Wars. Yeah. No, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. It's just that for me, the costume, maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe they could re redo the shots with a different costume. Maybe they don't want to spoil it or something. But um, the costume kind of gives away the, the, the time frame that it's not season seven overlap. But... Um, yeah, who knows? Uh, we got a shot of Dooku. This is after he was looking sad earlier in the trailer, but now he's looking angry, and he's got his blue lightsaber kind of ready to go. And, ooh. Yeah. Okay, so this is the shot that really kind of does it in for me. You can almost see the blue of the glow against Yaddle's face. And you know where she is, right? Like, this is this is the place where where Dooku goes at the very, very end of Attack of the Clones to the warehouse on the 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 warehouse district in, in Coruscant, um, 
where he meets Palpatine. He says, Oh, okay. Uh, everything is going according to plan. And then, you know, Palpatine goes, Good, you have done well, Die Apprentice. And, you know, they kind of, and then he says, War has begun. <laughs> and then they kind of just walk away, right? Um, and uh, that's after he takes the plans to Coruscant, you know. Yeah. I would take the plans. Yeah, they, they, they have would the be safer drive. there with my master, you know. Uh, so yeah, this is in that building. This is, it, this is like, it almost looks like Yaddle has like figured out where Dooku has been going, where he's been spending his secret, you know, where he's been, it could uh, be that. I don't know. It, it, look, it looks like she's off Yaddle. That's yeah. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like Yaddle's frowning at Dooku going like, okay, something's going on here. And, uh, mm. I guess, you know, she whips out her lightsaber. They start fighting. That's in the, that's in the second shot. And this is with Dooku in his lengthy beard. He's got the longest beard in this whole trailer. So, I don't know. Like, what's your stab at what's going on here? I think that's actually a really good theory. Because we all know Yael just disappears between episode one and episode two. So, I think them tying it where she figures out what's happening with with Dooku. uh, And then he's forced to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense you think that maybe is that the funeral and, that we're seeing take place because no, uh, i don't i don't I don't think it's that because it's weird then that there's a starship in the background on the screen left it looks like she flew in there in the through the open window you mean through through the through the through the doorway of like where she's standing looking yeah, at dooku i think so and I also think that this shot is specifically very ominous because if you look at the window behind her, it looks like a mouth with sharp teeth. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that, that's that's the same door that we see open and close when Dooku's uh, s- solar surfer ship mm-hmm. kind of comes in, and it's a very, very ominous looking kind of warehouse door uh, with jaggedy kind of edges on it which is really cool so it's clearly definitely the building that he is used to going and it makes me wonder if maybe they'll tie in kind of why that why that place is uh where he goes to meet palpatine like maybe maybe that's where he does his shady business and like it's his kind of go-to and so Mm -hmm. uh yeah but I, i don't know like maybe like his beard here looks ever so slightly longer and more pointy than the one at the Jedi funeral scene. So like maybe, I don't know. I was thinking that they, he fights Yaddle. Maybe he kills, kills Yaddle. And then maybe he kind of plays it, plays it down, like plays it cool at the funeral kind of pretends it's not, you know, wasn't his fault or something like that. Like I'm just, yeah, I I see. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's just the shots out of order. So that's her funeral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm thinking like maybe that's her funeral and this is pre clone wars because we're seeing all the Jedi in like their classic robes and stuff without the armor. So, so it's definitely earlier on. Um, and it would make sense if it was her funeral. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm unsure about the beard stuff. Um, the length of beard in that shot looks shorter, but I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's not, the exact same sequence. It could be a different sequence. And, and it, yeah, again, trailers are so hard. Like they're, they're all cut out of order. Right. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of trying to put two and two together here. Cause there's only six episodes. There's like, there's really not a whole lot of, uh, wiggle content. Room. to Yeah. There's not a whole lot of wiggle room. Exactly. Yeah. So I think what yeah, we're seeing, I think that's is, a solid theory. I think, I think that's going to be what happens. Yeah. We see Yaddle jumping around much like Yoda does when Dooku's fighting Yoda. 
Uh, and then we see the fight, the very famous fight that we read about in the Ahsoka novel of her fighting the Inquisitor. That flashes back and forth between Dooku versus Yaddle. It looks like a Jedi starfighter flying towards that hideout that Dooku is fighting Yaddle in. Um, same same camera angle and everything as the, the his ship from Attack of the Clones in like the very far side of Coruscant where the sky is all bloody red and, and it's like in the warehouse district. Uh, so that's maybe a shot before when Yaddle goes to investigate. And uh, then we go back to the battle of earlier on with Qui-Gon and young Dooku. Looks like they take out some sort of Greedo. <laughs> what is this piece called? Rodian? Yeah, Rodian. Rodian, yeah. Uh, we get a shot of Mace Windu disarming someone with the Force. Dooku's still with the chokehold on that guy. Flaring up his blue lightsaber. And then uh, we get the really close-up shot of the Inquisitor saying, And who might you be? And I guess one can only assume that she'll say uh, something epic before <laughs> she kills him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's the Inquisitor that uh, she disarms kills and uh takes the red lightsaber crystals uh the kyber crystals in her in his um inquisitor saber purifies them with the force turns them white and makes her own um white lightsabers out of it that we see later in mm -hmm. star wars rebels so uh i am super excited for for this uh yeah what are your thoughts now that we've kind of broken that down I'm a lot more excited for this than I was before I watched the trailer. Nice. <laughs> Significantly yeah. more excited. Yeah, yeah. I feel like... You uh, know, when they first described it at uh, Celebration, it yeah. didn't sound that interesting. Yeah, you know, well, well, now that we've kind of taken a closer look, like, again, like, what's exciting about this is not only are we going to see, see some really cool stories play out with these spotlight characters, but... Uh, being an anthology series, they can jump around like this and, you know, they, they can get a really nice arc out of it. So the question being, I mean, if they do more of these things, like like what kind of characters would you like to see? I want to see Mace Windu get his purple lightsaber. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah, get a young Windu story going on there. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, this might be the only way they could actually do a, a Yoda story as well because his age yeah. is so long, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to see a young Windu so story that kind of focuses in on his, uh, his, what's, what's the right word I'm looking for? Maybe contempt towards Scott Anakin or, you know, his, his negative feelings towards <laughs> Just like a, like a montage. Of yeah. Like yeah. Hitting Anakin in awkward situations. Yeah. Just him. Anakin's doing like a midnight raid to the kitchen in his boxers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mace Windu finds him in the hallway with a bunch of snacks and no <laughs> pants on. <laughs> Skywalker. That sort of thing? That's tomorrow's <laughs> lunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, yeah, I think I think focusing in on that character uh, kind of prior to his demise. Uh, I know people are really hoping that they'll bring him back, right? That that he'll that he survived the fall and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, doing a montage of kind of like him early on, we get so many shots of him, kind of like he's such a concerned guy he always looks worried like it, it would it would be kind of mm. neat to get some backstory 
maybe something that goes from his appearance in Dooku's arc, kind of flowing into that storyline a little bit, you know, prior to Phantom Menace, his worries about, you know, the dark side, visions being clouded, all that stuff. And his boy shows up and he's like, no, he's not, we, we can't train him. Like it's too dangerous. And then mm-hmm. boom, kid becomes a Jedi. It's like, what the heck did I just say? <laughs> and then, and then, you know, time goes by, you get the next episode, you get all the, all the stuff with the clone war starting and, and, um, you know, it's just like one thing after the next. And I feel like, I feel like it would be such a cool, like three episode arc to kind of see his kind of worries develop. And in Revenge of the Sith, like we see, uh, and we just see be his, right at the end. He's just like, I mean, he's just he doesn't trust Anakin, right? Like, um, yeah. like in in Episode Three, like we c- clearly kind of say, like, um, oh. it, it, very dangerous putting them together. Like, mm-hmm. I don't trust them, right? And uh, and it's like, how did it get to that point? Like, we've seen Anakin save Mace's life in the Clone Wars. Like, how is he so mistrustful of Anakin? Like, that's one of the reasons what pushed him over the edge you know, Anakin that is. Um, but I mean, really like, how did it get to that point? Like, I would just love to know that after yeah, all this time, it, like it, how he's not redeemed himself in Windu's eyes. Like yeah. what, what led to that? It does feel like there's something missing, right? Yeah. There's, there's definitely a storyline there that could be explored. Uh, so, so Mace Windu is definitely a character in my books that they almost deserves a, a three episode anthology series for that. And yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. Okay. Like there might be another cool one. That's for some, what about, Palpatine. Oh, Palpatine would be awesome. Oh, dude, like if we got an animated adaption of the Darth Plagueis novel, I think I would flip. Like, that, <laughs> that's like, what I mean. Like that'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. I mean, like I, I would hope that I could just like jump out that window right there and then fly right back up again, <laughs> so that I could just watch it in my chair. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'd be so psyched, like just jumping up and down. Like we get Darth Plagueis adapted. Yeah, dude, it, uh, they've got to do it at some point. Launching like, fireworks already, off my roof, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> the the canon stuff that brought back was all the good stuff. So I feel yeah. like at some point they're gonna have to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, they they have to do it. I mean, like like we're we're getting we're getting so close. I feel like all the stuff that they've been getting has just been great. And you know, mm-hmm. and then they they pull this, and then they pull the tales of the Jedi out from under the table, and it's like, what? Like you know, I I never <laughs> thought we would get this. Never thought we would get a young, Ahsoka young Dooku storyline. I mean, like that's True. that's awesome, but. Uh, you know, it's young Palpatine. I mean, people have been wanting that for a long time. I know Diego's like, that's the only thing he wants. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I showed him the trailer for Andor and he's like, uh, it's going to suck. And no, I was like, what? what are you talking about? Like, it's going to be great. And I go, first of all, it's going to be great. But he's like, but yeah, that's what he said. He's like, I just want a young Palpatine story. Uh, but I don't know. He's, he's all about the young villain stories. He also wants a young Voldemort movie. Right. So, like, I don't know if oh, anyone man. wants a young Voldemort. Movie, just tell him to just watch Dexter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He wants a he wants a young Palpatine story, really bad. And um, I don't know. He hasn't yeah. read Darth Plagueis. He's not much of a reader, but uh, oh man, you should do the audiobook for that one. You you'd love it. Yeah, he would. He would. Uh, I'm gonna try and get him on. How it, can yeah. you be so on about a young Palpatine story and not read? <laughs> I don't know. Like that is the young Palpatine story. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. As far as I'm concerned, it's as canon as it gets. Like I don't think there's a whole lot of stuff that interferes with the Darth Plagueis book, right? So, I mean, I don't know. Just it depends if they want to play with Anakin's origin or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think that's kind of the biggest kind of like 
Uh, but again, it's all, I guess it all comes down to perception. Like, how do you, how do you perceive that? It's such a weird event that happens that, uh, like, how do we, how, how would anyone perceive that Space event from Jesus. happening? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, was it the force fighting back? Was it a direct result of Plagueis, you know, doing his thing? Like, like, you know, there, there's Is numerous. He the chosen one? It never, yeah, it never, the book never quite kind of confirms it's like A leads to B, but it, it always kind of like insinuates like, oh, maybe this is it, maybe this is that, right? Yeah. Um, and, it, and it kind of leaves it ambiguous. And I think I like it left that way because like, I don't, we don't need to know the answer to everything, but, um, but it is, it is such a great story. And, and anyone who wants to, to see a young kind of origins of origins of the Sith prior to the movies that don't want to go back through thousands of history of Sith Lords, um, the Darth Plagueis book is a great place to start. It's, 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 it's the perfect segue into the Phantom Menace. I, I don't think there's a story it that overlaps the Phantom Menace. A bit yeah. Well. It overlaps by like a good quarter of the book, which is, which is a crazy amount of time. And you know, first time I read, I was mind blown. I was like, dang, I didn't know he was alive. Like yeah. during all this stuff, like that's great. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it really adds to that whole vibe mm-hmm. of the trailer or the, the title of the movie Phantom Menace. I mean, there's all this stuff going on behind the scenes. We just don't know about so, yeah, exactly. That's actually one of the things I really liked about it as well. Yeah, because it, it tied a lot of stuff together, and uh, and we, I know we've brought up the Sithari quite a, quite a bit as well, where yeah. Palpatine claims himself to be the Sithari, which is like the Sith's version of the Chosen One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that I think is rooted in the Plagueis novel. It is, yeah, it is kind of rooted in there, and and they really paint him out to be this like demon child kind of thing. Like you know, when he's younger, he doesn't he kill his family or something like. You know, he does, he does some like horrific things. Just his, yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's like his father or something. Yeah. He does some terrible, terrible things. It kind of reminds me of, uh, that, that movie Brightburn where you, it's like a, it's like a horror slash kind of alternate take on if Superman came to earth and he was like evil, like as a kid, was, you know, yeah. being raised on a farm and stuff like that. And all of a sudden he goes like nuts and just loses <laughs> it. And he's got all his powers and everything like that. He's like what do we do? Like he's unstoppable, right? Like it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. It's like, what do you do when a Sith Lord who's like a kid having a temper tantrum just loses his mind? You know, like, you know, this is the Sith Lord of all Sith Lords we're talking about. Like yeah, it's a little that's, freaky. That's yeah. also the Voldemort storyline too, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's why people are so fascinated with like a young Tom Riddle, right? Because Tom Riddle's just like yeah. Voldemort, but in like a kid form. It's like, there's something really edgy and creepy about that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. The ultimate goth kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is a kid who's like killed seven people. Like, <laughs> yes, what the yeah, heck, right? Uh, so yeah, yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's, I, there's a love for that book and a love for that story, and uh, you know, I hope it gets adapted at some point. But um, it's just tough because they got to do it in a way that it's serious that mm-hmm. people can enjoy it. But D- Disney's wants it to be family oriented. Yeah, so yeah. that's so I don't know how yeah. they're gonna do it and make it good. Right? I, I guess. It, it, It'd have to be like the Logan of Star Wars. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, you know, I feel like um, we could see some slight more edgy dark stuff in the Acolyte. You know, when that Disney Plus show hits home, I guess, you know, if it hits home, that is. I mean, it'll hit Disney Plus sooner or later. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when that when that show kind of happens, it makes me wonder. It's like, okay, this takes place in the High Republic at the very end. We're going to see some Sith action going on. The acolyte is a is a slang term for someone who's uh, pursuing dark, you know, dark uh, wielding force powers and and not quite a Sith Lord. But it could also be 
a key term for describing someone who will become a Sith Lord who isn't already and hasn't gotten to the point of having a master yet. So, yeah, I don't I don't really know what's going on with that, but uh, we could see some some Sithy kind of action going on in there. And if it's edgy enough that it's like got the right tone and hits home, then you know maybe maybe they'll be like, okay, yeah, let's do it. You know, we can you know we can hit this audience successfully. People like this. Like, let's go. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe that'll be the test run. I mean, the time frame would fit up well, too. I mean, Acolyte ends, do the Darth Plagueis adaption. Like, it would be like A over B kind of thing. It would kind of flow in well. So, you know. Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, we're, we're running, uh, pretty short for time here. So I feel like we're, we're going to have to take another look in the coming days and weeks, uh, with, uh, this, uh, brand new trailer for Andor. I don't know if we'll ever get around to that. I mean, seeing as the show premieres next week on the Wednesday, but, uh, Mandalorian season three, we're going to definitely take a look at that trailer at some point in the near future and break that down as well. This is, I noticed a modified version of the trailer that was shown at celebration. That's really oh. interesting. Yeah, and I got a few things to bring up about that when we go around uh, in the future for, for that. And there's a possibility that uh, Kirk from Orbit Key could be joining us with some things to say, some new products on the shelf. Uh, I know that they had a really big launch uh, with the desk mats recently. And uh, we, we have uh, Darth Vader and, and Obi-Wan Kenobi desk mats to talk about as well with him. So so we'll, we'll get around to that as well. Lots of stuff on, on the podcast to look forward to. So. Uh, any last, uh, thoughts, words, um, things you might want to bring up before we wrap up here? Just, we got a, a lot of Star Wars coming up here. There's going to be a, a, a big flash of shows. Um, if Bad Batch doesn't get moved, which I kind of hope it doesn't, I kind of want us to, you know, just like bathe in the glory of modern Star Wars here. So, yeah, you know, hoping for some good stuff. Was a good stuff, yeah. And I guess we'll uh, we'll see you very soon. We'll also see you, uh, I guess, in the after shows and reviews for Andor. Really exciting, right around the corner. Yeah, I'll be there. All right, oh, man. See you out there. Keep flying. All right, and thank you all for tuning in to Star Wars Escape Pod once again. This was our first, probably out of two, maybe three. We'll take a look at Mandalorian Season 3 down the road in the coming weeks as well as uh, Andor if we got time to squeeze that out. I know we got a book review coming out for Shadows of the Sith. And that's going to be really exciting because uh, that book was uh, it was fantastic. I mean, it's an era that, that not many people know the stories or the, uh, the events that transpired between Episodes 6 and 7. And it's been eye-opening. And uh, there's a lot of parallels in there. Looking forward to bringing a lot of stuff up. And uh, a lot of Lord of the Rings vibes, actually, I got from that book as well, which was uh, just really curious. So I'm looking forward to chatting about it, and we're going to do that this week or the next, and uh, or whenever it releases, that is. Um, if you guys want to reach out and contact the podcast for any particular reason, let us know your feedback, or you know, let us know what you're looking forward to in regards to Tales of the Jedi. You can send us a tweet or Instagram message. Give us a follow on either of those. I run those accounts, and uh, you can find it at SW Escape Podcast. That's uh, the same on Twitter and Instagram. Email is Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can tune into the podcast just about anywhere in the galaxy. 
whether it be Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, wherever you are, you can find Star Wars Escape Pod. Best way to help us out is by dropping a five star. If you're using an app that uh, has reviews, you know, throwing a five star really helps people discover the show. And as far as discovering the show goes, it would be really helpful if you share this show with a friend. That's the best kind of help you can give us. That being said, we'll see you in the next one. And may the force be with you.